friends, and welcome to what is now episode 14 of the Yours Truly podcast. I'm Claire Tuning, registered dietitian, registered yoga teacher. I am your host, and this is a platform that we use to go beyond diets, to ditch macros, and talk about nutrition in a more gentle way. Um, for the purposes of this episode, I'll say nutrition in life in a more gentle way, um, topics that nourish the mind, body, and spirit, and allow you to live a little bit more gently and kindly with yourself. So today's episode, I have a very special guest, someone who I'm really excited to introduce you guys to. He is someone who, I guess it's been over the past five, five to six months. Um, he's been really, really influential in my life as a young dietitian and starting my own business. He is my coach and my mentor and the mentor to so many other people. His name is Tony. So Tony, how's it going? Claire, I'm so truly excited to be here. Oh, nice. You know, I had Trevor on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Trevor is a mutual friend of Tony and I, and he automatically came in with, thanks for tuning in. And like, I honestly oh. don't know why I haven't thought of that. But yes, I'm truly glad you're here too. <laughs> he, he won up to me. You can ask my wife, Andrea, who you know. I've, I've been thinking about that one all morning. I'm like, how? Can, I'm like, okay, there we go. I'll use that. Yeah, it really fits well because anyone who has listened to me talk for like more than five seconds or has read any of my content, they know how much I love puns and the fact that my last name is Tuning and I'm a dietitian and like there's so many opportunities for puns. It's amazing. But all pun jokes aside, um, even though they are very, very fun, why don't you tell everyone listening just a little bit about who you are um, and how you came to be a dietitian because that's always a fun story to hear people's background. Yeah, definitely. So first off, just thank you so much for having me on your podcast. You know, I'm just excited to be here to add value with your tribe and your listeners. So yeah, I'm a registered dietitian, just like yourself. Um, I'm a personal trainer as well. I own Tony Stuff and Fitness and Nutrition uh, LLC, which is an online coaching and consulting company. And I also uh, more recently founded the I Believe Mentorship, um, which I'm so lucky and fortunate to serve um, you know, badass action taking dietitians and coaches like yourself who, yeah. you know, want to grow impact, grow a business and create impact in this world. So, um, that's the short of it of what I do. You know, there's a longer story behind it, which we can get into, but yeah, on the surface level, that's who I am and that's what I do. Yeah. You make it sound so simple on the surface. You're like, yeah, I'm a dietitian. Like I coach people uh, for nutrition, but I also coach people in business. And it sounds really simple on the outside what you do, but from someone who is um, like in a lot of your programming and in your groups, like I know how much effort you put into them. And I know it's like, you know, it may sound like just a few things that you do on the outside, but I know how much effort that takes on the inside. But um, yeah, something that I really kind of want to just get right into and deep dive into, um, because I think like I was telling you even before we started recording, a lot of my audience um, may be similar to me. So maybe younger, maybe dietitians or up and coming dietitians. And I think you can bring, like you said, a lot of value to this platform in the fact that um, you mentor dietitians to kind of take control, to own their own business, to do all of this. So I guess I want to know, this still kind of plays into your story. How did you get into that? You know, how did you find yourself in this mentorship role? Yeah, dude, that's a, that's a great question. So um, like fast tracking kind of the whole story about how I got into health and fitness and, you know, the adversity with that. But Claire mentorship found me. Um, you know, if geez, when I started my online coaching business about two years ago, if you would have told me, 
you know, I would mentor other dietitians, other coaches, I, I probably wouldn't have believed it. I just, you know, never really thought about it. Um, so for me, you know, I had built an online coaching business up to a pretty good point. You know, I was creating some impact on social media. You know, I was doing pretty well. Uh, I was doing things in the media and all that. And I would get dietitians like yourself who would reach out and say, Hey, I love what you're doing. You know, you speak so much about mentors and I can tell the story how I got my first mentor and all that. Yeah, but, yeah. um, you speak so much about mentors. Like I want to work with you. Can you mentor me for creating a business? And I was literally turning people away. I was saying, no, like I'll get on the phone with you and I'll answer questions or whatever, you know, but like, I'm not, I can't give you something ongoing. You know, I never thought of it. Um, and then my business coach, my first mentor, Bejo's Kulian was like, dude, like let's, let's help these people. You, you can do, he kind of gave me a permission slip. He's like, you definitely know how to help people get started and you can help them create more impact. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll, I'll start with one person. Um, so I started with this girl who had massive impact on Instagram. She had like over a hundred thousand followers. Mm -hmm. Um, so she was good at educating and good with creating growth, um, for Instagram, but she was struggling with like client attraction and, you know, um, being able to market herself and confidently quote, sell herself, um, and all that. So I started with her. I just want to start with one person. And I said, you know, we'll do it for three months. We'll see how I like, and we'll go from there. And literally in the three months, she doubled her um, revenue and she just created so much more impact. She had so much clarity. It was so fun to me too, to be able to um, essentially teach all the things that I had to learn the really hard way uh, through falling on my face and struggling with, you know, with my own business through the last 10 years of being in this industry. So I absolutely loved it. And it just led me to take on another client, another client. Then I realized um, I loved it so much. I, I, I wanted to do it more. So it's still something that I don't openly advertise. You can't find it on my website. You can't apply to be in it. We have a Facebook community called the I Believe Mentorship, which, you know, we can talk about more later. But um, yeah, it's still, I feel like it's still in its infancy, but I just I absolutely love helping others like you create impact, you know, achieve your goals, achieve your dreams and all that. Yeah. And I've absolutely loved being a part of it. And I kind of love hearing that backstory. There are like so many things that I could unpack in everything that you just said. But um, one of the things I like wrote it down on my like random piece of paper that I have sitting beside me, it's like a random red piece of construction paper. But I wrote nice. the word um, permission slip because it's something that you said that your coach Bedros gave you. And I feel like this is something um, having a mentor that's been really impactful um, for me is like, a lot of the times, like in the back of our minds, like we know that we're qualified, but sometimes we need um, that external push or that, you know, someone outside of ourselves who knows how we work, they know how we function, but we need to hear them say, like, I give you permission or like you have permission to, uh, you know, take on this task or to sell yourself or to do whatever it is. And I think that is one of the huge areas that I place value on in mentorship, but also, one of the things that you said, um, you kind of hinted at this story, and just because I think it's a really interesting short story, and it shows how much you truly believe um, in everything that you preach when it comes to mentorship, if you could give my listeners a little taste of like how you came to your first mentor um, and how big of an impact that had on you. Because I remember, um, this is just a side story on, on my part, but I was in the car driving to D.C., um, it was right at about the time where I was like, Oh, like, I think I need to hire a coach, but like, I don't know if I want to do that. And I don't know how it happened, but I happened upon your podcast, um, where you told this story and I don't know if you know that or not, but that is literally like what sold me on awesome. you before I even 
like quote unquote met you. So if you could kind of give my listeners a taste on what that story is, how you came to your first mentor. Yeah. Well, first off, I'm so humbled about that. Um, you know, uh, working with you is an absolute just privilege. Like I, I said it to my wife when you and I first started together, my wife's my best friend. Um, and we talk about all this stuff. I'm like, you know, this girl has an X factor. I'm not sure exactly what it is just yet, but we're going to uncover it. But, um, this girl, you Claire has something very <laughs> special about her and just a, a gift that needs to get out there. So, Super grateful to help you unpack that and give you as many permission slips as we need to get yes, you to come. Please, impact. I need that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So super great with that. But yeah, so my story, um, it's kind of an interesting one. Um, how I got into the health and fitness industry is is probably more unique than, you know, most people. So for me, Claire, um, it really all started with me when I suddenly um, lost my mother at a young age. I was about 18, um, found out my mother unexpectedly died. Um, from a drug overdose, she was um, she was found in a hotel room um, uh, about a mile outside of our house in Warren, Michigan. Um, she was by herself, and someone found her literally um, on the floor dead. Um, so my father at the time um, sat me down on the couch, told me my mother was gone, and you know here I was, 18 years old, um, testosterone pumping, right? All this pent up anger, rage, sadness, and frustrations, and my father was uh, smart enough and wise enough to take me into our basement. Um, and we had like a old school, um, weight set, like, you know, um, dumbbells and like an old school um, bench and all that. And he showed me that and he taught me like that fitness, health training, all that to be an outlet. And I'll never forget. He said, son, like, this is going to be your outlet. You can't get your mother back but I want this to be the outlet for you over drugs, over, you know, crime, over fighting, et cetera. Because he knew I was just dealing with so much pain and fear and scarcity mindset. And it kind of started, you know, years earlier, my mother had left home and um, my father had to file bankruptcy before we almost lost our home. You know, there were a lot of tough years, a lot of scarcity mindset around money. My father was working two jobs just to help us get by. You know, there were some years on Christmas, um, you know, we really didn't have much and we were just kind of, kind of trying to get by. So, um, it kind of all led up to this point now to where now I'm 18 and, you know, I had all of this adversity going on inside of me. And, you know, it's interesting, Claire, studies show that any type of trauma elicits the same response in our brain with the flight or fight mechanism. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it was like a car accident, um, losing a parent, dealing with, you know, adversity, you know, physical abuse, mental abuse, it still elicits the same response in our brain. And, you know, I realized um, like going through all this adversity really kind of put me in a bad spot mentally. Like I had scarcity mindset. I didn't believe in myself. I dealt with self-doubt with low confidence. So first off, I want anyone who's listening to this, uh, listening to this podcast right now, who is maybe going through things like that. I just want them to know they're not alone. I've been there. I've dealt with that. I can resonate with them. Um, and, and I understand just how it feels to just like not believe in yourself and just you know, deal with scarcity mindset. So I realized at age 18, I had this like proverbial chip on my shoulder um, through going through that adversity that I had so much positivity come from health and fitness. It really helped me just handle all that, that I wanted to become a personal trainer at that age so I could help others. I could help others who were dealing with adversity, challenges, low self-confidence, things that I were dealing with, use fitness like I did. So I became a personal trainer 
Um, but then I want to go even further. I wanted to be a registered dietitian. I wanted to be this credentialed nutrition expert, this mm-hmm. trusted authority in the field. And, you know, all that was fantastic. I, I figured, okay, great. I'll go, you know, take out massive student loans, um, become an RD, and this will bring me more clients. Like this will help me become successful. Um, it gave me education and it gave me knowledge, but it also gave me $40,000 in debt. Um, and I wasn't able to piece those things together of like formal education and real world application to be successful. So here I am, you know, I'm in my early twenties, about 23, 24. Um, you know, the, the kind of the odds were stacked against me. You know, I lost my mother, um, to a young age, you know, I realized, and this is something I battled with for a long time. I thought I could have some sort of a addictive gene in, inside of me, inside of my genetics, you know, that make me prone to addiction or substance abuse. You know, my, my outlet for all this was what my father gave me, which is a basement workout. You know, we, we had so many years of struggle and challenge, um, you know, and I thought that by channeling all that into getting more education, it would give me success with owning a business and gain more clients. And really all it gave me was more debt. And it wasn't until I hired my first mentor, Bedros Koulian, um, who's still a mentor that I work with to this day that my life changed. You know, I'll never forget, I had to fly out to Chino Hills, California, which is his office, um, and sit there and, you know, I sat in his office and I was telling him the story that I just told you and your listeners. I had tears in my eyes, you know, it was so hard to um, kind of articulate it. And he just stopped me and he said, Tony, you walk through the fire so you can lead others. And now you can honor your mother's death by making it your duty and mission to help others in their life with your business, with coaching and all that. That's when everything changed, Claire. That was the catalyst that sparked um, me to go out and become you know, where I am and who I am today. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that story. There was so much in there. And I, I love hearing, um, like the truly like deeply personal stories that lead people to a certain career, like no matter what career it is, whether it's fitness, nutrition, whether it's like accounting, I don't know. I've never met anyone like that, but, um, you know, whatever it is having that deeply personal tie that truly shapes, um, where you are or where you are in business, where you are in life. Um, I think that makes a job or a career so much more rewarding when you have have that um, personal story behind it. But something that I love that you said there um, is what Bedro said to you, like, you know, this is your duty now. Like, this is what you're going to do. I think oftentimes, and I know I've gotten wrapped up in this sometimes being a young entrepreneur, and I know you can probably speak to this because you see a lot of people in my same situation is being like, you know, I don't want to come off as too salesy or like, I don't want to promote myself. Like what if people think it's self-centered or like, you know, what are people going to think of X, Y, and Z? But if you kind of reframe that and think like, you know, you have a story to share, you have the knowledge, you have the skills, you have the tools. And now like reframe it and think of it as your duty. And you are literally doing a disservice if you don't put it out there in some way, shape or form. Is that, um, I know that's something that we talk about, but is that kind of mindset and that perspective shift something that you see happening with a lot of your clients or a lot of your, um, young entrepreneur friends? So brilliant. That's what I mean. You're just, you're just absolutely brilliant. You're so intuitive. But yeah, you're absolutely right with that, Claire. Um, you know, something that comes on this this plagues dietitians so much is just just like I was, right? You go out and we get these massively 
um, you know, this massive credential and this, you know, this very reputable RD credential and all this education. And a lot of people go further than me, get, go get a master's, a PhD, what, you know, in nutrition, all this education. But yet they find themselves lacking the confidence to get out there and to sell their services to others, to promote their services to others and beyond just their services to be the solution to someone's problem. That's all nutrition coaching is at, at a very, very deep interceded level. It's you are solving someone's pain, failure, uh, failures, frustrations, fears, what the solution of your coaching, your guidance, your mentorship, all that. So, you know, it comes down to Claire, this, this one truism that I really love to say with people, um, with new dietitians and entrepreneurs that if you are sold, you're not afraid to sell. But if you are not sold on yourself, your mission, your duty, just like for the longest time I wasn't and took my first mentor to sell me on myself, then that's the impediment to helping others. But when you are 100% sold on your duty, your mission, your passion to help others, your, your ability to solve their problems, it never feels like sales. It's, it's just your duty. It's what you are so passionate about doing. So yeah, the number one thing I think I see people struggle with is they're trying to, they are trying to sell, but they are not yet sold. Yeah, that's, that's really powerful. And I am very certain that I've heard you say that before, because anytime where I have like a doubt or something pop into my mind where I'm like, you know, I don't know if I should post this or like, you know, I don't know if what I said in this video is good enough. I'm always like, Claire, like, you know, just do it. Like you're sold. Like, you know what you can do. Like, you know, you would invest in you if you were an innocent bystander. So why wouldn't someone else? So, um, it's really putting yourself out there. And I think that is something that that specific line you just said has helped me with a lot. Something also that you said earlier that I kind of want to backtrack to, because if I'm remembering my podcast correctly, I listened to a lot, but I'm pretty sure it was yours from this past week with my cousin Chase, actually. You guys were kind of touching on the subject and you just brought it up again. And I absolutely love this because it is something that I see in myself. Um, and there's a saying that I know I'm going to butcher. Maybe you'll be able to save me. It's something like um, a formal education will earn you a living, but mm -hmm. self-education will... what. It, finish the sentence for me. What's the, yeah, you had it. Um, self, so formal education will make you a living self education will make you a fortune. Yes, that's it. And that's something that, um, I think, you know, having this big, like RD credential, like you said, like, you know, we went through this school, um, you came out, you like, you have a lot of debt and, and, you know, it's cool. And it's awesome that you've been trained, um, in this formal education that you now have this widely recognized credential. But in a lot of ways, I feel like, um, people coming out of school and myself included, when I first came out, um, you almost, feel entitled in a way. Um, mm. you're like, okay, like I've invested all this money. Like I have this credential now, like people are going to, people are going to buy my stuff or like people yeah. are going to invest in my coaching because I have these credentials. But then, you know, I kind of withdraw myself and I'm like you know, a year or so out of school. And I had the opportunity to attend the mastermind in Vegas with you. And I met tons of people who, um, don't have the RD credential, but they are still rocking it in the business world. They are still reputable people to turn to like nutrition sources of information. And it just kind of opened my eyes that, the credential simply means that you did X, Y, and Z, like that you did this specific set of things. And yes, you came out more educated because of it, likely. Yes. Um, but in a lot of ways, that credential like will not make you 
any money unless you, or will not make you a fortune, like you said, won't build your business unless you um, invest in yourself to kind of learn that. So I kind of love to hear your take on that. Yeah. So I completely agree with everything you said there, you know, to the, to the everyday end user, to the Mrs. Joneses out there who aren't into health and fitness, they don't understand the difference between registered dietitian, nutritionist and nutrition coach to them. Those three terms are synonymous. So yes, like, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love formal education. I love everything I received, but we learned theory. We did not necessarily learn real world application in terms of fitness, nutrition, like what you do, gentle nutrition coaching, which is, you know, something so cool and something so unique. It's in a league of its own, but, um, we, we don't learn those things. And that's to where you have to understand that your, your formal education is a start. Like you said, Claire, it took you through a process. It shows you can complete it a process. But now you have to understand the dynamic, the human psychology of coaching individuals. Just like if you recall, like remember back in clinicals, like when you were in, in university or you were in college, right? You started off with like the low level patients. Like you didn't go right to all the dietitians will know this, like TPN and enteral right. nutrition, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got to start with geriatrics or whatever. And then you build up as you get experience, momentum, as you become more confident. Same thing applies into the real world um, application of coaching. You have to just get your hands dirty um, by playing in the dirt of coaching. You have to coach individuals. Like I'll always get people who will ask, Tony, what book should I read to learn how to coach? Or what certification should I go get to learn how to coach? And my response is always the same. None. There are no certifications that will teach you coaching. Like Jason Phillips Nutrition Coaching Institute is the closest thing to it. But you learn coaching by coaching. That's your clinical experience. Just like you had to go see patients, you learn theory in the classroom, but then you go see patients in the hospital and you build momentum. Same thing with the real world application of coaching. You have to go coach to actually learn how to do it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that because no one that you're going to coach like this would apply for anyone who still works in a clinical setting. Like no patient or no client is going to come in or like come to you and say the exact same thing that they would say in a book. Like, you know, everyone's an individual and the only way that you're going to learn how to deal with that is actually dealing with real people. And I think um, a lot of being a good coach or learning to be a good coach. Um, this kind of plays into what you just said about, you can't really read it in a book. A lot of it, in, in my opinion, is staying like really true to yourself and to your personality, because this is a phrase that you taught me. And I think about probably like 2.5 times a day, um, to be exact, but it's people by coaches, not coaching. Um, and I will always remember that phrase because I think, you know, if I'm looking for a coach or if I'm looking to invest my money in someone, I want that to be someone who I think is a cool human being or that like I can see my personality driving with their personality. So I think a lot of it is one, like, yes, being qualified and knowing your stuff, but two, being able to represent it in a way that's really true to your personality. So you will attract the t kind of people who will resonate and benefit most from working with you. Dude, absolutely. And Claire, that's probably one of the biggest impediments for most registered dietitians when they look to get started in, in the online sphere and online coaching is they feel that it's quote, quote, saturated. Like, how can I stand out? How can I stand out when everyone's already said everything out there that needs to be said? And you're correct. There is already an abundance of information about keto, about fasting, about um, macros, about intuitive eating. It's all out there. You're right. But 
No one has said it in your voice. No one has told your story. No one has been through your experiences, your life experience, not even just your nutrition experiences, but your life experience. What is lacking in our space, the online nutrition coaching space, is connection. It's not more information. We are saturated with information, but there is a dire need for connection. So like when someone like you shows up and you're so authentic, you're so real, you talk about, yeah, nutrition and all that cool stuff, but you talk about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. (laughs) You talk about like, you know, farmer's markets and you show your partner and like the things you guys love to do. That's what people will connect with you with. Those are people who maybe they see your post today because it's about peanut butter and jelly and then they become a client down the line. But that was the entry point was human to human connection. So like, let me just give a permission slip here for anyone listening to this who is, um, they're facing the impediment of not getting started because everyone has already said it, false. No one has said it in your voice. No one can tell your stories. No one can tell your truth. It's just about you being brave enough to step up, share your story, share your truth, and being able to articulate it in a way that will build that connection. Yes, absolutely love that. Permission slip taken, granted, received, all of the above. Um, and I think one of one of those things kind of touching on what you just mentioned about just like showing your life and fostering the connection. You know, a lot of people I feel like use social media like just for business. Like I'm just going to post about my product or I'm just going to do this. But like in reality, like would you want to follow an account that just talked about selling something? Like probably not. And like you do a really good job of this too. Yeah, like you said, it's showing your life. It's showing that you like football. <laughs> it's showing right. your because in reality, those are the things that people are going to be like, oh yeah, like me too, dude. Um, and you know, they're going to connect with you over that, but kind of going off of this, because I want to get a few like tactical tips out of you, because like I mentioned before, I know a fair amount of my listeners are people who are in kind of similar situations to me. Maybe, um, they're up and coming out of school. Maybe they, you know, have this little idea fairy that they want to start their own business, but you know, they don't know how. So, um, kind of snowballing off of this, if you had like one or two tips, um, for anyone who's looking to start some sort of like nutrition, fitness, online coaching business, but is one either too scared or too timid to do it, or they just simply don't know where to start. Where would you kind of direct them um, for the first one or two steps to take? Yeah, I love that. And I'll make this as tactical as possible. Um, Number one, hire a mentor, hire a coach. Um, It was the biggest catalyst in my life. Um, It was the thing that literally, as I told earlier, changed everything because the, the truth comes down to the statement that after a certain point, you have to look yourself dead in, dead in the eye, you know, and be honest with yourself because all growth begins with truth and begins with honesty and say, if I would have done this on my own, I probably would have done it by now, right? If you've had this goal for months and years and you always find a way that you're not taking action, well, I'm in school. Well, I'm, you know, and this was me. <laughs> I'm in school, so I can't. Oh, you know, now I'm out of school and I can't because, you know, I'm doing this. And now while I'm making too much money and I'm comfortable where I'm at right now with this job, so I can't. And I wanted to, you know, you just have to be honest with yourself. If you would have, if you were going to do it, you would have already done it. So by, A, burning the boats and investing in a mentor and going all in on yourself, investing yourself, betting on yourself and having the accountability of working with someone who will gently, but you know, in a good way, push you towards these goals is so, so powerful. And then number two is just so many people have the impediment because they're like, what, what content can I create? How can I create? You know, I need to, you know, make these powerful infographics or videos. 
shift your mindset from create to document. Just document. Start off by documenting your life, your story. If you're a registered dietitian right now, like document what's your nutrition look like? What's your training look like? What was your story? How did you get into this? Why did you become an RD? Right? Like what did you used to struggle with? And that right there, like when you help someone, and I do this so many times with mentor clients, um, when you help someone shift away from like creation to documentation, it's just this powerful like switch that goes off in their brain. They're like, oh yeah, I can do that. I can show into my life. And that builds to bigger and bigger things. Yeah, I love both of those, but especially that second one, um, just speaking to the fact of kind of like you said, like a lot of people view like content creation or having to put out posts as like this big barrier to entry. They're like, oh, like that seems like so much work. Like, I don't want to do that. And first of all, if this is your mentality starting out, like going to go ahead and say like (laughs) owning your own biz may not be for you, but um just like documenting your life and just all the small things that you do, like what you do eat, because again, this builds that human connection that we were talking about. Um, but also it just makes putting stuff out there, um, a habit for you and it makes it super easy and people get to know, um, who you really are before you like take off and be super successful. Like your goal is, um, but secondly, kind of playing off of this question, this is, um, one of the ones I'm most excited to ask you is what do you think, um, in your opinion, one of the biggest mistakes that you see, um, people just starting out in a business make? And I know I probably made a few of these, um, uh, before I hired you, of course, but what would you say, um, you see as these things that people are doing where, you know, they could be using their time so much more effectively and their resources, um, to move them forward at a faster rate? Yeah, that's such a great question, Claire. I I would say it ties back to just the fear of being able to sell themselves. So, I mean, and it's such a crazy thing, but I've had conversations with people with, you know, 50 plus thousand followers on Instagram who are unable to sell their services and sell their programs. So number one, it's just being sold on yourself, being sold on your ability to help your end user, your ideal client, which I'll talk about in a second, um, with their problem. So when you can cut, like, that's what really quote sales and client, uh, what we call client attraction is all about is just confidently articulating that you can understand where someone's at. You can understand their fear, their failures, their frustrations, their pain that they're experiencing today. Because when people say they want to be healthy, Claire, they really want to solve a pain. No one just wants to be, quote, healthy. They want to overcome the self-image issues that are preventing them from taking their kids on a beach Disney vacation because they don't like the way they look in a swimsuit. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what be healthy means to someone, right? Being healthy means they want to get over the pain of having to take their cholesterol medication every day and go to the doctor's offices and constantly getting prod and poked with you know, needles to get their blood work done. That, that's what they mean when they say, I want to be healthy, right? So that's the pain they want to solve. So if you can solve that problem and that pain point, I look at it as you're selfish for not doing so. Like if you have the solution to people's problems with their health, fitness, and nutrition, and you aren't getting out there and telling them that you can do that and helping them with your programs and services and not helping them for free because helping them for free is great. But here's another truism. When people pay, they pay attention, right? So free content is great. And we all start off with that, but it's not until people 
go into their wallets, make an investment into coaching. I, I don't view coaching as a purchase. It's an investment. It's something that comes back tenfold with their health, with their vitality, with their energy, with their relationships and all that. So it's only until people invest that they start to pay attention. So you have to sell yourself, number one. And number two, Claire, the biggest thing that most new dietitians and coaches are lacking is clarity around who they want to help. That's the first question I always ask um, when I get a new mentor client. It has nothing to do with business, sales, systems, content. It's who is the person we are going after? And not just broad, but who is the specific person we're going after? And most of the times it's, oh, you know, men or women age 20 to 60 who, you know, live in the United States and want to get healthy. It's like, great. That is absolutely not clear. Let's define this. <laughs> like, let's get crystal clear and in the nitty gritty of it and define who that end user is. And because people try to serve the masses and they, they think wrongly, and that's okay because just we weren't taught these things in school, so it's no one's fault, but they think wrongly that, Hey, I'll try and serve everyone and I'll, you know, I'll make a broad message and a broad statement and broad coaching and I'll serve everyone. And in fact, Claire, what you end up doing is when you try to serve everyone, you end up serving no one. Yep. So you have to be very, very specific and you can't be afraid to polarize those who are not a good fit for your coaching and attract those who you do want. And like, you're a perfect example of this with um, what you've created around gentle nutrition coaching. Like it's very, very clear with your business, with your messaging, with your programs, like who this is for and who this is not for, who this is not for. And that's why it works. It's clear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think Everything that you just said, especially the latter couple sentences is definitely what has helped me the most because as you said, I was that person. I remember our first phone call vividly, like what was it, like five months ago, I was sitting on the floor of my apartment in Ohio when I lived in Columbus, Ohio, and I was talking to you and one of the first things out of your mouth, you're like, you know, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but like, you know, we're going to kind of like mock a sales call right now because I want to, I want to see where you're at. Right. And I was like, Oh dear Lord, here we go. Uh -huh. so, so we did it. And one of the, the first pieces of feedback that you gave me um, was you're giving too many options, right? So um, I was one of those people at the beginning who I was like, you know, like we can do this if you want, or like we can do that. Or like, I'm going to target this person and that person and that person. And like, you know, my coaching can fit for everyone because that sounds fun and cute. Um, but in reality, like what you ended up telling me was what you just said, like in order to target and to create that ideal client and again, target them effectively, um, you have to know exactly, you know, what they're experiencing or what their pain points are. And one of the most effective exercises that I did, um, like two days after that call, I think it was, I was sitting in a Starbucks again, vivid memory. Um, I wrote out on a word document, like what my ideal client is thinking, like, you know, what platforms are hanging out on, like, you know, what their fears are, what their insecurities are, all of this stuff. Um, so that when I go to write my content and obviously, my client focus has shifted a little bit um, in the in the months I've been doing this, but when I go to write content now, I know exactly who I'm speaking to, and this just kind of plays back into the whole um, content creation, and it just makes it so much easier because um, I know who I'm talking to, I know what my message is, and I know that anyone who reaches out because they saw my message will um, more than likely be a good fit because they are coming to me with an exact um, target. They know what I do, and they want to get in on it, so... I love everything that you just said. Um, I want to be respectful of your time here. Um, but first of all, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Um, I really enjoyed having you on here. It's kind of coming like 
full circle. Like when we first started working together, like I had no idea what a podcast, well, I knew what a podcast was, but like, I didn't know I would be on a podcast, like let alone with you here. Um, so first of all, I want to thank you so much for coming and shedding so much value to me, of course, and to my listeners. You there? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't know if you were going to keep going or like awkward pause. Like, is he still there? Like, yes, yes. And I'm like, oh man, did it freeze up? You know, should I say something? But yes. So thank you. First, that's awesome. Uh, That's why you got to love when it's raw, unedited. Oh yeah, you love it. You love it. It's Um, real. Yeah. No. Thank you to you, Claire. Um, The impact you are creating with this platform, um, and just with your coaching in general, it's so amazing to see the growth that you have had from the gal who I spoke to five months ago um, and the transformation to who you are today. Um, it's been so inspirational. And the, the coolest thing is, my friend, is we are really just getting started. And I feel like we have not even scratched the surface of the talent that you have and the impact you can create. So I'm just I'm excited to watch it and be a part of it. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I I have one final question that I ask all of my guests and I didn't really prep you for this, but Hey, you're, you're great on your feet. You own your own business. You'll be fine. Um, since my message, um, the one that you and Jason Phillips both helped me to kind of, um, I don't know, cut around the edges and make what it is today. This whole message of gentle nutrition, um, and living, kind of gently and kindly with yourself, I always like to ask my podcast guests at the end of the episode, like, you know, Tony, how are you living in a way um, that is gentle with yourself? So how are you, what are you doing today, every single day that gives you the space to grow, to be the best version of yourself, but also allows you to be kind um, in what you do and with your expectations of yourself? Oh my gosh, I love it. You you tunings are the best because when I was on your cousin um, Chase Tunings podcast, the Ever Forward Radio, which is an amazing platform. Oh yeah. Chase, Chase is an amazing guy with an amazing story. He asked me the same thing at the end. He says, What what does it mean to live ever forward? I'm like, damn, Chase, that's that's good <laughs> marketing there, brother. Oh yeah. Um, so, and it was a great question. And same thing here. So, you know, Claire, for me, it's the realization that it's Slow growth is good growth. I, I'm, and this is what you, you probably get so sick and tired of me saying, but <laughs> I can relate so much to who you are as a very driven, motivated, and, and type A person. I say that all as complimentary, um, but I'm much of the same way. I set very, I hold myself to very high standards, and I've learned to give myself forgiveness on times when I need to take a break, right? So um, I, I run a company. I have so many people that depend on me. I have like 60 to 70 nutrition coaching clients and I just check 14 mentor clients right now. So I have a lot and, and a wife, right? And a family and friends. So I have so many people that depend on me. I, I've given myself permission that when I need to take a day off, I take a day off because I used to feel guilty about that. I used to, you know, tell myself I wasn't working hard enough and all those, you know, internal stories. So number one, that, and number two, just that, Slow growth is good growth. You know, we all have big goals. We all have further things that we want to accomplish. But to me, being gentle with yourself means celebrating the victories you have achieved. Um, you know, looking at the progress up until this point, being excited about the future, but being proud of where you are today as well. Yes, most definitely. I love that. I resonate with that. I need to hear that at least once daily. So thank you for being that dose of daily reminder for me. Um, And one last question. So if anyone is hearing 
your story, your message, what you do either as a nutrition coach or as a mentor coach or as a business coach, um, how can they get in contact with you? How can they get more information on this free Facebook group that you mentioned? Because it's amazeballs, let me tell you. Um, but yeah, how can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for that. And you know, the thing I always like to say on these, you know, interviews or podcasts is everything I gave you today will not work unless you take action on it. So no matter what, the most important thing you can do is consume information, then take action. So take one thing from this today and just go take action on it. But you can definitely connect with me. I'm on Instagram. That's one of my um, easiest way to get a hold of me. So it's Tony underscore Stefan, S-T-E-P-H-A-N. Um, I'm on Facebook as well, Tony Stefan. My website is TonyStefanDietitian.com. Email, TonyStefanDietitian at Gmail. But yeah, so the I Believe Mentorship obviously serves you know one-on-one clients like yourself, but we have a big Facebook community for those who do, especially dietitians who have these entrepreneurial aspirations, but that need resources, that need just positive role models like yourself, like Trevor Lowe like Tony Marinucci, you know, who are in the field and actually doing it. So that's the platform I created. It's called the I Believe Mentorship and it's on Facebook. So, you know, go request to join. I'd love to have you in there and just please reach out to me. Whatever I can do to serve you, the listener listening to this, I'm more than happy to do so. Yes. And I believe that everyone who's listening, who has even gotten an ounce of value out of anything that you said, um, really go and join. I hang out there a lot. Um, Tony hangs out there a lot and I'm sure he, um, and I would love to talk to you, but Tony, again, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy fella, but I know your message was well received here. Um, And thank you so much for everyone who has lasted this far into the episode. Um, As always, if you're liking what you're hearing here on this podcast platform, the only way to help it grow, to help your girl Claire grow, is to leave me some stars, leave me a comment, tell me what you learned, leave me a rating, share this with your friends, and I would love to hear what you thought about it. But until next time, yours truly, Tony and Claire.